Just about 10 minutes past the hour on the Daily Roundup with myself, Mona Janae Kirsani. But an hour to go before we conclude. That will be about 8 p.m. this evening. Now, the City of London revokes the honor granted to Myanmar's Aung San Suu Kyi. Uh, this is in regard that the City of London Corporation, or the CLC, on Thursday revoked an honor granted to Aung San Suu Kyi over the treatment of minority Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. Now, elected representatives on that body uh, that runs London's historic centre and financial district voted to revoke the freedom of the city granted to Suu Kyi three years ago. Now, a number of illustrious people have been given, or historical personalities, have been given the title of the freedom of the city. Now, this move in the United Kingdom followed Suu Kyi's appearance as Myanmar's civilian leader at the International Court of Justice, or the ICG in The Hague in December, to personally defend her country against allegations of genocide, rape, arson and mass killings against the Rohingya victims, the Rohingya population. We have online with us uh, this uh, evening, joining us live from the UK, Dr. Mong Zarni, a coordinator of the Free Rohingya Coalition. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Mong. Oh, thank you. Good to be on the show. Uh, thank you for joining us, Dr. Mong. Tell us, is, is this a big deal? City of London revoking the freedom of the city of London from Suu Kyi. I mean, is it significant? Will it be, will it be noticed? Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that you're doing this interview and the fact that it's been widely reported uh, uh, in the international media... Uh, the, you know, it speaks volume about the fact that uh, this is an important event. Um, but, of course, uh, you know, removal of uh, the honors that have been bestowed on her by uh, various institutions around the world, not just, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the one that just took place this week, but, you know, from uh, human rights organizations such as Amnesty International, uh, the United States Holocaust and Memorial Museum and, you know, universities, even the city where she lived for more than two decades, uh, the city of Oxford, uh, uh, removed her of a similar honor. So, yes, uh, this this is important. And, you know, maybe it doesn't um, change the uh, geopolitical equations that keep the, um, uh, the Burmese um, uh, genocidal government uh, in power. Uh, but uh, or also, like you know, it, it will not change the um, uh, the deplorable conditions that the Rohingyas, um, you know, uh, about one million, uh, exist in refugee camps in uh, Bangladesh. But nonetheless, that uh, this kind of um, uh, action is 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 more than symbolic. You know, I, I, a lot of people would say like this is just a virtue signaling. But I think like the fact that. Um, this award, uh, this honor has in the past been uh, uh, bestowed on, uh, you know, the, uh, in, uh, the outstanding individual, uh, world leaders, uh, including uh, uh, Nelson Mandela. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, uh, is, it basically sends a signal that business as usual uh, with um, Myanmar or Burma um, is... Um, Unconscionable. So the question to me is: um, Now that the um, you know the the city of London uh, the, um, that um, gave Suchi this award uh, three years ago um, at the uh, Guild Hall, 
a very ornate, um, you know, uh, structure at the heart of financial district. Will they ask the British um, investors and, um, you know, the um, British government and British institutions, including Oxford University, to essentially reevaluate their business as usual approach uh, with uh, Suji's country, in my country uh, of Burma? And a genocide cannot be treated as just one of, um, you know, uh, a zillion things that is wrong with the, uh, with the world. And, you know, in the case of South Africa's, uh, you know, apartheid, um, you know, Western institutions, uh, many of them, perhaps, perhaps not British government or governmental bodies, but uh, civil society organizations and professional associations sever their ties with South Africa on grounds that uh, South Africa was committing uh, apartheid, which is declared a crime crimes against humanity, a crime against humanity. So, so we're now talking about genocide. And so this should force the British government and British investors uh, to reevaluate their ties with Aung San Suu Kyi. Do- Dr. Dr. Mong, I mean, you know, this, uh, this revocation of, uh, uh, of this order, of this accolade granted to Aung San Suu Kyi, the one by the City of London, and previous to that, the one by Oxford, m- many may ask the question, I mean, is this too late? The genocide against the Rohingya people is well, this current wave is well into what, it's seventh, eighth, maybe even the tenth year, even before that for that matter, and all this while, Aung San Suu Kyi has been uh, a, a supporter, initially a silent supporter, but in the last few years a very vocal supporter of the Myanmar government and, and openly declaring that this is not a genocide. Is this coming too late from the side of the international community or should we say better late than never? Oh, better late than never. You know, we're basically we're, we are at the moment uh, equivalent to uh, you know the, uh, bomb, bomb the train t- train track, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, where, whereby, uh, you know, the 600,000 Hungarian Jews were tra- and, and other Jews across uh, Nazi-occupied Europe were transported by trains to, uh, to Auschwitz uh, to, to essentially be exterminated. And so this is, the, yes, this is late. Uh, this is 11th hour, but, but uh, it's better late than never. And uh, it... You know, the genocide's ongoing, and, you know, the, although mass killings and mass um, rape and mass, uh, you know, destruction of uh, villages, you know, uh, about 400 villages uh, had stopped because uh, there are nothing else, uh, you know, not, uh, in, in that particular region left to be destroyed. And, you know, one million people displaced uh, within uh, uh, 10 years. And I was one of the early... Uh, whistleblowers of this genocide because I came from a military family. Uh, I, 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 I was able to read the, uh, the, the signs of what um, the military was doing and how the military uh, mobilized the public opinion against the Rohingya, framing them as viruses and leeches and uh, unwelcome uh, invaders, uh, illegal from across uh, Bangladesh, all that nonsense, but extremely dangerous nonsense. And so uh, that's why I mean I, I I think like what what I want to say is um, you know that these uh, uh, resolutions and revocation of honors are good and and uh, but that but they need to be accompanied by concrete policy changes by you know say like UK government and financial district financial center the city uh, 
is enormously influential uh, in the British politics, uh, and and they, you know, people who are associated with the uh, the corporate city of London Corporation should be making a call to uh, Boris Johnson and others, uh, you know, to say, look, you know, we need to suspend development aid. We need to discourage a British company. Uh, from investing in Burma. Britain is uh, one of the top ten investors. You cannot have the City of London Corporation saying that they are taking a moral position while the British government and investors are pursuing immoral policies. I mean, a British ambassador in Rangoon is promoting trade. Uh, and, you know, I mean, how unconscionable is it? Like, you know, you've got this, like, leading, influential, prestigious institution saying this is wrong. Suji is complicit in, in the genocide because in the genocide studies or genocide perspective, um, you know, the denial and dismissal of the crime itself is part and parcel of genocide. Suji has been guilty all along. I've written this since 2012, 2013 calling her out her silence speaks volume and she is no longer uh, silent she is proactively dismissing and denying genocide we have in burma a nobel peace prize laureate um, you know that is complicit in genocide that's why like your know, bishop desmond tutu finally gave up trying to persuade her morally mm-hmm. to take the stand on this issue. She has gone to the, uh, uh, to, to the dark side. Hmm. You know, Dr. Mong, an interesting question that I, that I always wanted to ask, that Aung San Suu Kyi still doesn't use the term Rohingya in her speech, uh, in her speeches. Now, of course, everybody knows that the, the ethnic community exists and they've been existing for a long time. Why does she purposefully not mention the ethnicity of the people? Is there some agenda here? And, and, and can you explain that to us? Well, the, the, you know, Rohingya community do not simply exist in Burma as an illegal, unrecognized ethnic group. They have established both uh, through primary historical uh, evidence and uh, through the official Burmese language documents, uh, you know, as an, uh, as an ethnic or national minority uh, that is part and parcel of the ethnic tapestry that makes up the public in Burma. And Suji refusing to recognize the uh, Rohingya by their own name, and the name that's, that was also recognized officially by the Union of Burman government for decades upon independence, indicates that she is uh, completely either misinformed by the uh, some of the uh, you know ex generals and uh, ex military officers that uh, have been um, her colleagues for the last 30 years who uh, there's some of these generals particularly like the vice chair of her party and co-founder of her party uh, ex general Tenu he was involved himself in the uh, you know, expulsion of the uh, of some of the um, um, Rohingyas in the early uh, or, or late 1950s, and so these are men who uh, who have uh, you know uh, adopted extremely racist perspective, unwelcoming and extremely hostile to the Rohingyas uh, for decades. And the gentleman is in his early 90s, and so Suu Kyi is going along with the racist agenda 
and and she's an Oxford educated person, and she 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 can have uh, access to any official Burmese documentation in the archives in in Rangoon or in the capital Naypyidaw, if she is really interested in finding out. You know, like uh, whether Rohingya's claim of ethnic uh, being the ethnic minority of Burma uh, is borne out by the uh, concrete um, um, evidence, official as well as historical. She's not doing it, and partially, I would argue, uh, the refusal to call the victims by their own name uh, is is always, uh, you know, uh, a part of the genocide because genocides are not simply crimes that take place uh, in war times when like, communities are conflict. Genocide in the case of uh, Rohingya in Burma uh, is, a, uh, um, is a systematic, pervasive, uh, premeditated destruction of entire ethnic community, in this case Rohingya, simply because they happen to, be, to have their own ethnic identity. These, genocide is an um, identity or group identity based or driven crime perpetrated by the um, you know the the uh, national governments with the support of a uh, uh, public whose opinion has been colored or poisoned by that <laughs> very state by uh, uh, propaganda so suchi is actively involved in destruction not only uh, if not mm. um, you know uh, in the physical sense of destruction but in the uh, destruction of group identity she she ought to be at the international court of uh, international criminal court uh, you know which is pursuing a case against burma and so this i think that that is why i welcome the city of london's decision to revoke the owner but i, I must say that that's not enough whether it mm. you know wh although it is late i think british investors uh, and british institutions particularly british government should stop promoting uh, collaboration with the uh, Nazi-like regime led by... On, on, on that same point, I mean, <coughs> on that on the same point, you know, like how we have seen the BDS movement and the, and the sanctioned policies on South Africa that you alluded to earlier on and the current BDS movement against, uh, you know, Israel and, and the embargo on, on yeah, goods that yeah. come out of occupied Palestine. Is there a momentum, a move by the Free Rohingya Coalition locally, internationally and within the UK to now go to investors, maybe name and shame at the same time, but ensure that this disinvestment takes place. Yes, absolutely. You know, on, on the on the ninth of the December, uh, just last uh, last year, twenty nineteen, uh, the we uh, mobilized our allied, um, you know, human rights and other civil society networks and activists around the world. Uh, uh, you know, launched the what we call a boycott Myanmar campaign. Uh, you know, if, if people are interested, we, they can go to the website uh, boycottmyanmar.org or just simply go to Free Rohingya Coalition sites. Uh, the United Nations uh, fact-finding mission, uh, before it was disbanded uh, after it uh, completed its mission last year, released uh, you know a, a long list of uh, uh, companies that are. Um, collaborating with or invested in the uh, the Burmese military uh, uh, controlled economic enterprises in Burma but we you know we don't simply call for economic boycott we call for a comprehensive uh, boycott of the country yeah because the, so the, the reason we do this is uh, 
uh, the, you know, our own understanding of genocide, which is also very well established in the uh, research and scholarly literature, uh, is that genocides are crimes that, that are committed uh, not out of passion, but out of cold-blooded, calculated state policies that are backed by the uh, public, the majoritarian, racist, uh, you know, uh, Buddhist public, uh, so-called. Um, and so, therefore, I think, you know, as a Burmese and a Buddhist myself, I have absolutely no problem saying that the country needs to be subject to, uh, you know, comprehensive boycotts. The same way BDS in U.S. and other places have called for, you know, on, on the Rohingya issue. I mean, like, you know, if, if you look at the Israeli Zionist uh, violent discourse, uh, I mean, similarly genocidal toward Palestinians, you know, they don't say, like, you know, kill all Palestinians. They say kill the Arabs, you know. So, mm -hmm. like, the, 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 by the, and, and interestingly, you, you, you brought up the uh, uh, Israel case. Um, you know, Israel and, and Myanmar Aung San Suu Kyi government, um, you know, um, Ministry of Education, they signed a formal memorandum of collaboration or, or understanding uh, to basically sanitize the country's history uh, of the, uh, the crimes that both are currently committing. You know, these crimes mm -hmm. are institutionalized. And so I think we, we want sports boycotts. We want a cultural boycott, like, you know, like a, no rock stars or comedians should go and perform in Burma. You, you, you cannot be, you know, entertaining uh, um, in, in a country uh, that, uh, to the public that cheers when the Rohingya women were raped and, and the villages burned. People in, 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 in Burma, um, that when, a lot of them, when, when they are told that uh, the Burmese troops were raping and killing uh, Rohingya women, they laughed at it as if it were fake news. In fact, Aung San Suu Kyi's website, official website, uh, that, you know, had a big banner a while back before the ICJ case, uh, you know, saying that fake rape. And so, you know, thousands of documentations have been presented to, uh, you know, have been collected or compiled that irrefutably argue that the Burmese military has systematically used... Uh, rape as a weapon of genocide so therefore i, I think you know we need to go beyond uh, economic boycott that there has to be a cultural sports educational professional boycott of burma and and a, a particularly state institutions such as universities uh, that pump out um, you know, uh, the scholarly justification for mm. the genocide of Rohingya. Dr. Mong, finally, you know, in January, the ICG ordered Myanmar to prevent the genocide of Rohingya Muslims in Rohingya. In other words, acknowledging that uh, Myanmar is, is culpable, is guilty in many of the, the claims that have been cited against them. Have they heeded the warning? Do we actually know what's happening currently in, in Rakhine State? Of course, the, the Rohingya people don't live only in Rakhine, they, they spread out across the eastern, or rather the western part of the country. But do we currently know what's happening in Burma and are we able to document current atrocities or have they heeded to the warning of the ICG? Well, I, the International Court of Justice uh, just uh, 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 um, uh, you know, one uh, corrective to what you say, uh, it did not find, uh, you know, it, the, the provisional measures uh, you know, four of those uh, to prevent the uh, further acts of genocide and to preserve and protect the, uh, uh, the, the the evidence or the crime scene of genocide or alleged genocide. 
um, you know, the, the RCJ, uh, you know, dismissed Aung San Suu Kyi's argument uh, personally and officially uh, that she made at the uh, uh, ICJ in uh, December, uh, uh, you know, uh, saying that, that the case has no merit and uh, that the ICJ has no real uh, the jurisdiction over this case. And, um, you know, gave um, uh, 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 the Gambia's request for these measures in a unanimous decision. So it, it, it reflects the, um, you know, the fact that the, uh, the ICJ takes the, uh, uh, the, uh, the allegation seriously. And, it, however, it, the ICJ has not found Burma to, to have committed genocide. And but it, the case is proceeding on the ground that there is a high plausibility uh, that um, you know in due course at the end of all the um, uh, the, uh, the, the hearings, uh, however long it takes, uh, two years, three years, uh, the uh, it, it, Myanmar will be found to have commissioned the crime of genocide. So that said, what is happening is ICJ ruling directly concerns the uh, protection and pro uh, protection of the uh, you know half a million rohingyas that are uh, trapped in what may be described as vast open prisons you know these mm -hmm. villages and uh, one or two towns that remain intact uh, in the um, you know southern part of northern uh, Rakhine state and uh, um, in one particular place, um, the, the capital city of Rakhine State province, uh, named as Sitwe. Um, there are, you know, Rohingya community, uh, communities uh, who have been forced to accept what is known as national verification cards. Essentially, these cards, the, uh, the Rohingya community at large have rejected uh, uh, the, uh, these uh, f uh, form of identification because in their view uh, the, the acceptance of the card essentially uh, acknowledges wrongly um, that uh, they they are foreigners and their citizenship mm. status or uh, eligibility needs to be established first and so for what is happening is that that community in the in the very capital of Rakhine state uh, is being under enormous pressure to accept these cards, and then so uh, there are also about a hundred, a hundred thousand Rohingyas that have been locked up in different, uh, um, you know, internally displaced people's camps. Uh, there's mm. one German Foreign Office official who visited the place. I mean, coming from a from a German official, I mean, take it seriously. He called them. Uh, uh, you know, concentration camp, you know. And mm -hmm. so I think, but they've been there since 2012 when the, uh, you know, uh, the the two bouts of violence um, that took place in Rakhine State. And they're there, like, you know, they were herded off uh, into these camps in different places, um, you know, ostensibly, uh, you know, for their own protection, you know, call it like a protect, you know, basically for their own protection. It's like, you know, Jewish ghettos, you know, like the mm. uh, the Jews in the Poland and other places uh, in the Nazi-occupied uh, Europe, uh, they were told to go into these ghettos for their own good, for their protection. protection. So that's what that's what has happened, and they're still there. They cannot go, you know, anywhere. They don't have education. Uh, they're not allowed to have any. 
type of meaningful livelihood opportunity. If they have no career, they cannot move. They cannot go from one village to the other. And so, you know, there are also, uh, you know, the 300,000 or so Rohingyas outside these um, IDB camps who live in what I describe, uh, what I would say is like uh, open prisons. That they cannot move from one village to other. They can't go to farms. Uh, they can't go to, uh, you know, rivers and streams to, 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 to access sources of protein, you know, or, or like, you know, basically, uh, uh, any food systems without being harassed or without, uh, having to bribe the authority, local authorities. So, so they don't have a normal human life. So that's why, that's why a lot of Rohingyas continue to attempt to flee the country or go to mm. other places. You know, at the moment, there I would, I would say there there are thousands of Rohingyas in Burmese jails who mm. attempted to flee the country or uh, go to move to uh, other uh, regions within Burma. Uh, they they are detained or they are arrested as like you know uh, for for having travel without any uh, authorization. So basically, the, the Rohingyas are in a, a extremely deplorable conditions, whether in uh, Bangladesh or in Burma. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mong Zali, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Islam International this uh, evening here in uh, South Africa. And uh, may you be well. Thank you for the information indeed. And uh, may the good work progress. Looking forward to talking to you in the future. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much.